my eyes are invitation. My welcome sign is bright. My armor is porous enough to be worked by your design. My trust is commendable and won't pull your heartstrings. This magnet for predators is dying to be discerning. Good morning on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. Right there up front, you heard her, Grace Heinrichs, uh, singing a verse from the Broadway hit, Jagged Little Pill. And that's what we're doing today. We're going back, and we have two shows left. We have this show today and our final show next week, which is an all-music show. Uh, but today we're going to be interviewing not just the number one most listened-to show of 2020, because it is, but the number one listened-to show of all time on the Power of Performance podcast, 10 years worth we started broadcasting on March 5th of 2010. Uh, Grace was probably in preschool back in those days. And so today, in, in keeping with the theme of the show, the power of performance, let me tell you what that means. The power of performance can convince somebody who thought they didn't like a certain type of music to like that certain type of music. A person never wanted to go to a Broadway show to end up enjoying a Broadway show and telling other people about it. That is the power of theater. That is the power of talent. That is the power of confidence, and it is the power of performance. The name of the episode today, Encore. We're bringing back our number one listened to guest of all time, one Miss Grace Heinrichs, and I want to send a quick shout out to the four top listens of 2020, obviously number one, Miss Grace Heinrichs, number two, my buddy John Wilkening from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, tough guy, we don't always agree, but we always have a great debate, we, we play chess when other people are playing checkers, and sometimes I win, sometimes he wins. It is, it is a good thing. Iron sharpens iron. Number three most listened to the show in 2020, Mr. Brian Heinrichs, President and Chief Banking Officer at Fourth Capital Bank in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes, happens to be Grace's dad. I think the grandparents are, are still alive in that family. Hey, grandparents, you did a wonderful Job. We got four top listens to the show this year, and y'all are responsible for two generations worth of top listens. And then number four, number four top listen to show of the year, my buddy Scott Deeser 
president and CEO of First Financial Bank. I got to send a shout out to Texas Tech Credit Union. Um, I had a my oh, my my second Zoom call of the entire year. Think about that. Remember how how popular Zoom became during the pandemic? I've only been on two Zoom calls, but um, uh, Chrissy Cozart. I met with her yesterday on Zoom to talk about some things, and it was just it was just awesome. Uh, one of my one of my favorite undiscovered brands over the past several years is. Texas Tech Federal Credit Union. I didn't even know they had a credit union up at Texas Tech, and my son being a, a, a student at Texas Tech, it obviously resonated with me well. Mr. Scott Deeser, his name has been applied forever and for all time to the best banking professional development program in the nation, maybe in all of the world. We've interviewed over 300 bank and credit union CEOs on this show, and I'm always amazed at how many of them just sort of fell into banking by accident. Scott Deeser and the team out at the Rawls School of Business, Mike Malden, and everybody else is doing their level best to get young people to understand that, you know what, like nursing or engineering or other you know, occupations, you can select banking at a young age and expect to have a very, very rewarding, challenging, and yes, lucrative career in banking. Banking has been a part of the United States since there was a United States, and it's just been it's just been a great year on the show. Maybe part of it's the pandemic. People were at home; they had nothing better to do than listen to the Power Performance podcast. I guess. But in addition to Grace and John and Scott and Brian, um, I want to thank everybody that's listened to the show in a year like no other. All the listens, all of the guests, thank you so much. We're looking forward to 2021. And as we get into the interview today with young Miss Grace Heinrichs, one of the things I love about music and the theater is the meritocracy of it. There's only one lead singer in a band. There's only one conductor in an orchestra. There's only one lead actor or actress in a play, and that is the marketplace. We all make decisions. We go grocery shopping at one place. We go to one dry cleaner. We pick things. We select things in a free marketplace, and many, many times we seek out and go to the exceptional, and that's what we're talking about today on the show, this exceptional young lady that just blew up the show earlier this year, and we're looking forward to having her back, because next week, like I said, it's an all-music show. It'll be a quick intro, a quick extra, and some beautiful Christmas music in between. This is really our last regular show of the year, and I'm so glad that we get to to close it out with this exceptional, talented young lady. The, the number one thing I want you to take from this interview is that she doesn't have to do this. She puts in the work to be the best performer possible. And as a banking brand, 
you should be doing the same thing. Up to Nashville, Tennessee, and we're going to do it all right after this. In 2020, just like all the 10 years before, it's conference quality information without the expense report. This is the Power Performance Podcast. Absolutely. It is our pleasure to welcome back to the show as an encore, Miss Grace Heinrich. I told Grace one of my favorite moments from the first interview was when she very honestly pointed out that it's not all lights and and glamour. She talked about how bad the the costumes sometimes smell after a long run of a of a production. I thought it was very honest and very earnest. Like deal, I mean, we wear these costumes every night. God, they're just, they're getting so nasty right now. <laughs> I thought that was such an honest explanation. Yes, it definitely, definitely is. Those costumes, they might look amazing. They usually smell terrible, and they've been worn by other people before. And it's the best feeling, though. And sometimes they even cut in your armpits, and they'll, like, yeah, it's just. <laughs> but, I, I mean, it's great. It's the greatest feeling. And. Yeah, I train, like, so much. It's not just like, oh, I audition, then I go on stage and perform for my friends and family and get some flowers. Um, I mean, I train. I have two voice lessons, an acting lesson, five hours of dance, and lots of unscheduled practice every week. Um, I mean, theater is my life. It doesn't matter if I'm in a show or not. I'm always doing yeah, it. Yeah. In that response, I thought it was one of the First best lessons from this interview, making the best out of what can be a, a bad situation. Okay, the costumes smell bad, but the show must go on. Yep, 2020 may have been a bad year, but we all have to perform next year. And so I asked Grace, hey, what's up next for you in the year 2021? Well, at this point, everything's kind of up in the air, but... Um, I was supposed to be Miss Honey in Matilda the Musical in spring of 2020, but that was unfortunately postponed to spring of 2021, so hopefully I finally will get to perform in that. Um, I'll actually have to relearn my lines for that show because it's been a very long time since I picked up the script. Um, I'll also get to participate in my school musical, hopefully, this drowsy chaperone, um, which has not been cast yet, but no matter what role I receive, it's going to be a blast, I'm sure. Um, both of these productions will probably look quite different than the usual show. Um, we'll most likely have to wear masks, social distance, and possibly have a virtual audience. I'm, I'll take anything. I'm just grateful that I'll get to be on stage again because this break in performing has only made my love for it grow stronger. And it's a bonus that my family in Kansas might be able to stream the show. That's another very revealing moment in the interview you have to want to be on the stage. You can't make somebody rehearse or try out for a part. Great performers want to perform. They want to be in the spotlight. They want to be the best. And that is a great lesson for any banking brand. Don't hire people that are shy or reserved. If you're in a people business, 
you have to hire the best performers. Next, I asked Grace about how she's branching out. She doesn't just do acting and dancing. She's also doing music, and she recently recorded an original song. Yes. Uh, I got the opportunity to work with the brilliant Marv Green, a Grammy-nominated incredible songwriter who has co-written with Carrie Underwood, Reba McIntyre, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, and Lone Star. I came to the session with the title, Heartbreak Highway, we tested out melodies, and we landed on the one that you will hear in the final product. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> I love capturing a moment in time and putting it into song. I've moved out of that place, driving down Heartbreak Highway, you know, falling too fast, faster than the other person in the relationship. But even though I'm not there anymore, I know there are other people who are. This song is for them. Another... <laughs> This is just another great uh, moment in the interview. If you ever get a chance, uh, if you ever go into an auditorium or a theater, walk up on the stage and look out where the audience sits or stands. It's a totally different perspective. This is something that I've, I've discovered in, in interviewing and talking to Grace. She is always thinking about the audience, not herself. And that is great advice for any banking brand. Next, I talked about how human beings don't want to be separated. We want to be together admiring and enjoying a live performance. We're simply not designed to be at home. Uh, I said there's a gaping hole in American culture in 2020 without live musical and Broadway and theatrical performances. I mean, man, social distance is just... <laughs> I I really do. I'm just I'm really hoping that we'll get to be back to normal. Maybe it'll take I a while, too. but I I mean I watched our school shows this year, and um, they had to wear masks and social distance, and it was odd. They had to give the us a little it's not the same, is it? signal. Yeah, no, they gave yeah. us a little code to like. When they turned around to face the back and turned off the lights, that meant they were kissing. They couldn't actually yeah. do that on stage no. this year. <laughs> well, it has been a year like no other, but you can't use it as an excuse. We have all experienced the same 2020. We've all experienced coronavirus and COVID-19 in, in similar ways. And so it's not an excuse in 2021 to say, oh, we can't get our act together because of coronavirus. And Grace talks about how she's used this time not to feel sorry for herself, but to get better at her craft. And every banking brand should have been doing that this year. I would just say this is your time to put in the work and just get better. You just I've been at home challenging myself and just spending hours like drilling the same notes, trying to get them down or like practicing holding my leg out. And this is just your time to practice and everyone else is at a standstill with you. So we're all just gonna come out of this stronger and if you can, try and be creative and come up with safe ways to do something, I don't know, put on a show of some sort, even if you get on Zoom and you just read through a play or you get your friends together yeah. in your backyard and you try and put together something. Um, it's just we're practicing and creating in new ways, and we're, we're going to come out on the other side, and it's going to be there 
someday it might look different, but if you love theater, you're, you'll love it whenever we get to do it again. And I hope that'll be sooner rather than later. Uh, one of my big projects early in the year was I had this deal worked out with a place called the Mid-Texas Symphony. They were going to perform at corporate events with me, and I would show up and, and facilitate conversations about, you know, the role of the conductor and all the musicians. And I had this great, great plan to do this. And, of course, COVID-19 interrupted and postponed all of that. There will be a time when we get together again and enjoy theater and enjoy drama and enjoy dancing and singing and all the things that we've always loved. I, I am one of those people I always admire and enjoy watching people do things that I can't do my and I and I told Grace, I it was just one of those unexpected things that happened on the show this year that I'm not going to forget because she really did come into the show at a point in the year that we really needed some uplifting energy, and she provided it. Your show just blew up everything. Your show blew up everything, and and I'm not going to forget that from 2020. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Well, listen, every year for the past several years, I've started the year thinking, come on, we this, we cannot do this another year. It's, it's enough by now. We've done over, you know, 475 episodes on the Power Performance Podcast, but it is guests. These, these unexpected moments of joy that occur on the show that just keep it going forward and we will be back in 2021 next week you're going to hear some great christmas music a quick intro by me and just some christmas music as you enjoy as we close out a year like no other as i've told many people on the phone and email and on social media and elsewhere there's not a government agency on this planet that's going to cancel my Christmas. I'm going to celebrate Christmas as I have for the past half century uh, with, with so much love and thankfulness for everything that's happened on the show this year. Whether you were a guest or somebody that listened to one show or a couple of shows, whatever the case may be, as we go into our 11th year in 2021, I want to say thank you. I appreciate it. I never thought I would be doing this. I spent 10 years as a professional speaker going from event to event, you know, the rubber chicken dinners and doing my hour-long keynote and getting on the plane and going home. The podcast has introduced me to more people on a personal level than those 10 years as a professional speaker ever did because I was up on the stage speaking to an audience and I couldn't meet everybody in the audience. You'd shake hands afterwards, but you didn't get to know people. You didn't get to know people's story. If someday, uh, not a long time for now or many years hence, and Grace Heinrichs is a big star, it'll be my honor to say, hey, I knew her when. If your banking brand can't figure out what lessons to take from this show, let me remind you, great performers want to be on stage. Great performances 
are a product of hard work and commitment to the performance and to the brand. And most of all, and if, and if you didn't hear it in her voice or in the first interview, great performers care more about what the audience sees and hears and thinks and feels than they do about themselves. For all the LinkedIn and Facebook posts about humility, you can hear it in Grace's voice, and it's genuine. It is genuine, and it is true. Hey, folks, until next week, my name is Jason Dias. One show left in 2020, and that will be next week with with our all-Christmas musical show and I mean it um, on behalf of everyone here at the Power Performance Podcast and Eloquent Online. I know you don't need to spend 20 minutes a week listening to this podcast so I do want to thank you for tuning in for over 10 years especially in 2020 and we're looking forward to many many more shows and so until next we speak We'll talk to you all one last time in 2020 next week. Take care.